Welcome everybody to languagecaster.com. Hello everybody, my name is Damon and welcome to the show for all lovers of the beautiful game and those wishing to improve their English. Remember to come along to our site if you wish to do that and check out our huge glossary of uh, football vocabulary. Check out our posts, which all have vocabulary support. And of course, this podcast and all of its sections has have transcripts on our website at languagecaster.com. Now, later on in the show, we're going to hear from Damien, based in Hong Kong, and he's going to bring us an English for football phrase, to let a lead slip. And he's going to give us his predictions. We've got some great games to look forward to this week, as always. But before that, we're going to have our main listening report, which is a focus on centre-backs, one of the key positions on the football pitch. Remember, as I said, come along. You can see the transcript. You can look at the vocabulary as you're listening. And uh, I hope you enjoy the show today. You listen to languagecaster.com. Right, let's kick off with our main report, centre-backs. Following last week's main report on goalkeepers, this week we look at another position on the football pitch, the centre-back. And remember to come along to the site and you can see the transcript for this listening report and you can check out the vocabulary support at the bottom of the post. Okay, centre-backs, what do they do? Well, a centre-back's main job is to stop the opposition's attacking play and to prevent them having a shot on goal. Otherwise known as centre-halves, central defenders or stoppers, as the name implies, they're positioned at the centre of defence in front of the goalkeeper. Most often they play as a pair, one slightly to their left and one to the right, in a four-man defence, but managers sometimes play with three centre-backs. They may be assigned to mark an opposition player, man-marking, or look after an area of the pitch, zonal defence. A centre-back is usually one of the tallest players on the pitch, and they're good in the air. They're also good tacklers, not afraid of contact, and should be calm under pressure. On top of their defensive duties, a good central defender will be able to distribute the ball well, usually to the midfield or to the side-backs. And finally, They're also key attackers when the team has a corner or another set play, moving up to the opposition box as an aerial threat. Well, who were the best ever centre-backs? As has been mentioned, centre-backs often rely on being in a strong partnership to be effective, so choosing individual centre-backs as the best is more difficult. Also, the nature of the game has changed a lot, with centre-backs needing to be better ball players and being less physical than in the past. Here are five that we think would make it into any top 10 best centre-backs from the history of world football. Bobby Moore, an English defender who captained his country to World Cup success in 1966. Bobby Moore was considered to be a cultured centre-back who timed his tackling perfectly. His display of tackling in the 1970 World Cup game against Brazil contains some fantastic examples of this. Jose Santa Maria, a classic centre-back, born in Uruguay, but playing for Uruguay and Spain. Santa Maria was an uncompromising defender. He played in the great Real Madrid team alongside the likes of Stefano and Puskas in the 1950s and 60s. Franz Beckenbauer, 
of Bayern Munich and the captain of the German national side in the 1970s, Beckenbauer, or de Kaiser, was a centre-back that dominated the opposition. He was so comfortable on the ball, he was most effective played as a sweeper, a centre-back given more freedom to play just behind the midfield and snuff out danger, and then quickly start a counter-attack. Fabio Cannavaro Arguably the best centre-back of the last 10 years, Cannavaro played for several teams, but most notably Napoli, Inter, Juventus and Real Madrid. Cannavaro is an atypical centre-back as he's only 1.76 metres tall, small for this position. But his positional sense and speed into the tackle meant that he was known by Italian fans as the Berlin War, stopping all attackers. Finally, Ronald Coleman. Koeman from Holland makes our list, as he was not only a great defender, but struck terror into the opposition any time there was a free kick anywhere near the, their goal because of his fearsome shooting. He scored 193 league goals from 503 games, the highest ratio for any defender, and his free kicks and shoots from range were struck with venom and accuracy. Remember, you can also follow us on Twitter, at LanguageCaster. Now next up, we've got Damien with some English for football. This week's football phrase is to let a lead slip, which means that one team was winning in a game, usually by a clear margin, but ends up drawing or even losing the match. This week saw Premier League side Reading go 4-0 up against Arsenal in the League Cup. But then Reading let their lead slip to allow Arsenal to come from behind and win 7-5. To let a lead slip. Right, we're going to finish this show with our predictions. And as always, we've got some great matches to look forward to. I'm going to kick off and I'm going to start with the Premier League. Manchester United coming off that uh, incredible game against Chelsea where they won 3-2 in controversial fashion and they take on Arsenal. Arsenal, uh, of course, were spanked 8-2 last season at Old Trafford. Can, um, can Arsenal win at Old Trafford? I don't think they will. I think Manchester United are going to heap more misery on Arsenal 2-1 to Manchester United. In La Liga, Valencia against Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid, of course, tied at the top with Barcelona. Can they keep the momentum going? Yes, they can. 2-1. Atletico, go on. Then we've got Juventus uh, against Inter. Milan, huge game here in Serie A. Um, This could decide the championship, really. And I think Juventus playing at home are going to win 2-1. Champions League, AC Milan, terrible, terrible form. They take on Malaga at home. It's going to be a boring nil-nil draw. Then we got Real Madrid hoping for revenge against Borussia Dortmund. Um, and I think they'll get it 2-1 to Real Madrid. And finally, we've got Chelsea hosting Shakhtar Donetsk, who of course beat them in the, uh, the previous leg. And I think uh, this will end up as a 1-1 draw. Those are my predictions. And next up is Damien with his. Okay, Damon, here are my predictions for the week. And we start off with Manchester United against Arsenal. Can Arsenal come back after last year's 8-2 thrashing? I think they will. I think they're going to draw this 1-1. Now, Valencia take on Atletico Madrid. We featured Atletico in the good, the bad and the ugly this week. And I think they're going to beat Valencia away 1-0. 
Now, Juventus and Inter in Serie A. This is the big game this season. Inter are really on form, but of course, Juventus unbeaten in well over 40 games. I think Juventus are going to win it 1-0. Now, next week sees the Champions League, the fourth set of matches in the group qualifiers, and AC Milan are looking for revenge against Malaga. Malaga, of course, the first season ever in the Champions League. Come on, the Boccarones. And I think they're going to get a draw in Milan, 1-1. Now, Real Madrid are looking for revenge of sorts against Borussia Dortmund in their Champions League group. And I think they will. They're going to win this one by two goals to nil. And finally, Chelsea take on Shakhtar Donetsk. Chelsea well beaten in the uh, earlier match against the Ukrainian side. And I think they're going to lose again, 2-1 to Shakhtar. They're all my predictions for the week. Enjoy all of the football and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot, everybody. Ta-ra.